Can you get me now? There we go. Little technical difficulties. Hey, no, no, uh, no video this morning. I'm just gonna kind of just dive right into this. And uh, I was looking for the video, and I was like, God didn't give me peace on anything. So I was like, you know what? We're just gonna dive in onto. You know, I want to give you some truths in life. Some truths in life. You can escape many things, but not death and taxes. You've heard that before, haven't you? What about, uh, you can't stop time. Can't stop time. Age happens. Happens to all of us, right? Every day you wake up, you're a day older. If you wake up. Youth. Enjoy it now because it's fleeting. Never believed that one. I do now. I do now. Uh, Love. It's a choice. We choose who we love. Family. Precious. By the way, family not necessarily who's biologically related to you. You guys are my family and you're precious. Happiness. It's a choice as well. Sometimes we just in life we just have to choose to be happy. Hard times, they'll come. I'd love to say that once you get a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's no hard times will ever come. They'll come. And the other thing that you learn in your life as you grow over, there's a lot of battles in your life that you're going to end up fighting. And they could be for everything from the gospel to work to you name it. Battles are going to be fought. So my question is, is, is what happens in your life when... When life happens. What happens in your life when life happens? Do you have a heart of a warrior? As we're reading through this week, uh, I got stuck on Psalm 27, I'll be honest with you. And and I highlight, highlight, as I read my Bible, I'm a highlighter. So I highlight, when, when I feel like the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, I highlight it in my Bible. And then as I get ready to start building my message and what it's going to be, I go back and I pray over the highlights in my Bible. Um, and I just kept on coming. There's, I, I found another text. I was like, man, this would be really good. But I kept on coming back to this one. So that's where we're at. It was 27. And I thought about warriors. Can you think of a greater warrior in the Bible than David? You know, Saul has his thousands. David has ten thousands, right? You know, what a great person. Uh, David, a man after God's own heart. And so I started thinking about uh, David and the psalm that, that he did here. And we're just going to dive right into this. And this is the 27th psalm. So if you've got your Bible with me, I hope you do. If you have your Bible with me, if you'll turn to the 27th psalm. And Albert, I just want you to know I really tried not to do a big long one. It happened. <laughs> Uh, It says in in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold. Stepped on that. Uh, He's my stronghold of my life. Who should I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me and devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me and my heart will not fear, The war break out against me. 
Even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in his house, in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To graze on the beauty of the Lord and to speak to him in his temple. For in the days of trouble, he will keep me safe in the dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of the sacred tent. And he will set me on high upon a rock. And then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your, uh, do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your ways, Lord. Lead me, straight, lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting uh, malicious accusations. I will remain confident in, in, of this. I will seek the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. Amen. So when we look at this, and I see this, this, this text, and I, I see David's heart, and there's so many things that I see in this that I can apply to my life as, as I walk, and I hope you can as well. So first of all, we're just going to dive right in. I want to say that the focus on God and not fear. Focus on God and not fear. Right in verse 1, David just starts this, this whole psalm out with just a great statement. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? He's saying, listen, God. God is on the throne of my heart and my life. Who should I fear? See, Max Licato, in his book, one of his books, he, he wrote a story about a, about a parakeet. His name is Chippy. See, one day, Chippy's owner decided to clean his cage. And, and the owner used a vacuum. And he's vacuuming up the cage, and the phone rings. And so he, he's vacuuming, and all of a sudden, he's armed with it, and all of a sudden, guess what? Chippy's gone. And so she looks, and there's no one around it. And, and, and so in a panic, she runs over, grabs the, the bag, and rips it open and pulls out the parakeet out of the bag. Chippy didn't look so great. So, so she runs over and get, looks at covered with everything that would be in a vacuum, you know. And so she runs over and throws them underneath the sink and washes them off. And now i got this wet, cold bird in her hand. Chippy's still not looking great. So she grabs out the blow dryer to fix them up. So... She blow dries him. Poor Chippy never knew what hit him. Didn't even know what hit him. And so someone asked and said, well, how's Chippy doing? He says, well, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. Just kind of sits there on his perch and just stares. Have you ever felt like that? 
been through the world, been, been hit by a vortex, you know, of all these different things in your life. One minute you're singing praises, this next minute you're caught up. See, life sucks you into a vortex just when you think you've recovered from one storm, another one blows in a lot of times. See, we can do one of two things. We can be like, like Chippy. We can sit there and let fear just steal our song. Or we can develop a heart of a warrior refusing to let our song die I think, of, I think of our reading, and, and I hope that as you guys are reading through your Bible, that God is blessing you, and you're seeing all the Scripture just unfold and open up in you. And I, and I think of Paul in a prison, and they're singing. It's not an easy place to sing. But when you have a heart of a warrior, your circumstance can't steal your song. See, this only happens when we focus on first who God is. If I'm going to be a warrior and I have, I'm going to have the heart of a warrior, I've got to understand, first of all, who is God? How great is He? Do you know He's bigger than your problems? Do you know He's bigger than your situation? Do you know He's bigger than anything? And the next thing, you start focusing on what He really means to you. See, we talk about making Christ Lord of our lives, and that's what I'm talking about. When He's Lord, it means He's ruler of your lives. It means He's your everything. When you start focusing on that, listen, when we walk in strength, it's not our strength, it's His. It's His. See, I need to be confident when I go into battle. You guys know I was in the military, and several of you guys are in the military that are out here. And a lot of you probably have family members in there. And they talk about, you know, that I've, I've read the stories, and I just read a story. I was talking about Irujima, and, and they asked about fear, and they said there wasn't time for that. They said, if fear caught you, you died. He said, you just had to put it aside and keep on going forward. I need to be confident in battle. See, in, in verses 2 and 3, it says, when the wicked advance against me, to devour me and my enemies and my foes will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. See, confidence is not in our ability but God's to overcome what's going on. See, I know in my life when I have a hard time is when I start relying on my abilities and I quit relying on God's abilities. How many times did Israel go out to fight and God said, uh-uh, you guys stay over here. This battle's mine. That's the heart we have to have as we go forward. See, we're going to stumble and fall. When we, put our, when we put it in us, we stumble. But when we put it in someone greater, we succeed. See, when it's on me, fear. I'm struggling with this right now. Can you tell? When I put it on me, fear. But when I put it on God, strength. David was God's warrior. He shows us how to win in battle. It's in the book. 
It's in the book. We have to focus on God completely. Completely rely on Him. Quit relying on what it is that you can do and start seeing what God can do for you. That's what it's about. We need to practice fellowship with God. You say, Jeff, practice fellowship with God. I'm telling you, we need to practice fellowship with God. See, David did it all the time. David didn't wait for the battle to come to speak to the Lord. David didn't wait for the battle to come to seek God and what, his, what he had for him. He fellowshiped with God constantly. What did Paul say? He says, I pray without ceasing. He was always talking to the Lord. He didn't have to figure out what the Lord thought of something. He knew because he was with him. He walked with him. He talked with him. See, in verse, uh, verse 4, it says, Only one thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David says, all the days of my life. He didn't say just the bad ones. He didn't say just the good ones. He said all of them. See, David's relationship was constant. See, in verse 5, it says, for the days of trouble... He will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of a sacred tent. He will set me on a, upon a high rock. See, people, people that are strong in their faith, they know how to stand in times of trouble. See, you guys know the story about with Jenny and me, and I'm just going to use a reason. I can use story after story. And, and I use myself and my wife a lot because, uh, well, one, it's personal, and I know that, that she doesn't get mad at me when I tell it. Just be honest, because a lot of times when you tell people stories, they don't get so happy about that sometimes. But I know when we were going through it, and Jenny was dealing with, the, with uh, possibly having breast cancer, and, and she was at work and she would talk about what was going on. And we're going through all the different tests and the biopsies and the, and, and the needle biopsy and the regular biopsy. And we're going through it and everybody's like, well, what happens? What, what, if, what if something happens? What happens if they say it's this? And Jenny goes, listen. She says, listen, if they find out it's nothing, fantastic. If they find out it's something... Okay, that's fantastic too. She goes, but we're just going to follow God through all this. And if it costs me my life, I'm already in Christ. I still win. Amen. And people looking at her going, are you crazy? Listen, it wasn't her strength that she was standing in. It was God's. Where are you when the rubber hits the road? Do you have the fellowship to God to pull you through, to lift you up? Because he wants to. He wants to. Jeff, how do I, how do I get this, this constant fellowship with, with God? If you don't know what's in the book, you can't read the, you're not reading the book, first of all. You've got to dive into his word. Listen, it's a book for all times. The good times, the bad times. The fact of the matter is most Christians have never read their Bible on purpose. 
They've never read from one side to another side of their Bible. They've read pieces and parts of it and everything. But listen, in today's technology, there's no reason. Listen, I don't have to be able to read to be able to do it. You come to my office and I'll give it to you on CD or tape, whichever one you want. Or you can get the app on a, on a mobile device. People that are blind, they can do it by braille. There's all kinds of different ways out there, but you've got to be in the Word. You've got to talk to your Heavenly Father. Let's pray. I'm telling you, when you dial up God, is He surprised? Think about that. When you dial up God, is he surprised? Or does he go, there's my friend. He's calling back again. Be constant in prayer. And just be by faithfully follow him. Listen, I don't care what's going to happen next because I know God is in control of my life. And he's going to give me whatever I need. Last week I asked you, I said, does God have a purpose for your life? And you said yes. And I said, do you think that God will equip you for that purpose? And you said yes. Do you think God loves you? Do you think he's going to equip you? Then faithfully follow him. Just follow him. God's bigger than whatever you're dealing with. And we can see this in the next two verses. Verses six and, uh, verses six and seven says, And then, the head, it says, then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. And a sacred tent. And I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call. Be merciful to me and answer me. See, this is where people fell today. This is where this generation, and generation even before us, this is where they're failing right here. They seek God only when the battle's raging. And we say, well, God, why didn't you show up? Why didn't you show up when the battle was here and it started raging around me and I feel like I'm getting devoured? And God's going... Why didn't you seek me before the battle? You guys have been reading through the Old Testament and you're seeing this, you're seeing this mountain and valley that's going on as they follow the God and God starts blessing them and all of a sudden the next generation comes and goes, you guys don't even know what you're doing and it nose dives. And we get in the bottom we're saying, God, where were you? He goes, I was here on the mountaintop. By the way, I was all the way up on the mountain with you. He goes, I didn't leave you, you left me. And that's what happens. We've got to seek him. David knows that because he's, he's got this history of following him. And I love David. David was far from perfect. You see it all kinds of different times where he falls and stumbles, but he always does the exact same thing. He repents and he turns back to God and says, God, forgive me. I want to be yours. And he was faithful. Verses 9 and 10, it says, my heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn. 
Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Savior. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. So when David, do you know what? When David called out, God answered. He answered him. God knew who David was. God tells us, listen, God tells us to seek his face. He says, we have to rely. Our rely has to be as God. We just, I want to be in your presence. I want to seek you. I want to seek your presence. Amen. God doesn't ever ask us to seek things of this world. You know, back when we were reading about Solomon, Solomon talks about it. He says, listen, he goes, I've tried it all. It's nothing. He says, God is where it's at. He says, listen, you can do all these different things. You know what? Every time I've ever went off and, I, and, I've, and I've departed from God, I want to say this publicly. God has never departed me, but I have sure tried to run away from him. Do you guys got that? Why has God left me? He hasn't. The question is, why have you left him? When I've chased the things of the world and chased after other things, things that maybe satisfy my flesh and everything, I always run into a problem. Listen, when I seek God, I don't always see that problem. I might deal with other people. But I know if I faithfully follow my father, he'll always work it out. He will always work it out. The key to victory in battle is a constant unbroken fellowship with God. There's no on and off switch with God. See, I talked a few weeks back about, about seeing how close we get to the line. What we want to do in our Christianity, we want to have an on and off switch. When we're doing things of God, boom, we want to turn it on and have it bright and shiny. And look at God, look at me. And then when we see other things that people do, we're thinking, man, that looks pretty fun. We want to turn that switch off. And we think we leave God over here and we run over here. God's with you still. Well, why, is, why is things happening? Because you keep on trying to turn them off. God's always on. God's always on. Listen, he's worthy of everything you have. He's worthy of your life. He's worthy of your actions. He's worthy of everything. He's worthy. He's worthy. We need to learn to walk the straight path. We need to learn. I messed my L up there. Put an L in front of that. We need to learn to walk the straight path. See, David says something in verse 11 that's, that's just different. He shows us, he doesn't, he, we got, I'm just going to say it, we've got a problem today. Tell me what's right and tell me what's wrong. Is there any right or any wrong? Because if I like doing it, it has to be right. If you like to do it, that has to be right. Even though they're opposites of each other, they're both right. See, David's going to go in and break this right now. He's going to say something in the, in the statement that, listen, if I go and tell you that, that listen, that, you, that you're doing this and, listen, things are going to be bad, bad things are going to happen in your life and everything, then, man, who are you to judge me? That's today, isn't it? 
Listen to this. Verse 11 says, Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. He says, listen. He says, lead me your way, God. Don't teach me what everybody else is doing. Teach me your path. Teach me your way because I know it's straight. Narrow. Narrow is the path that leads to salvation. Wide. Wide is the path that leads to destruction. Listen, the world's on a highway. ACDC had a song called Highway to Hell. It's true. The world's on a highway. Because straight is the path and narrow is the way that leads to God. Well, listen, Jeff, I can get to heaven any way I want to get to heaven. You know, if I was going to Indianapolis, I can take I-70 in there. I can take 65 in there. I can turn 465 around. I can do all kinds of ways. But we're not going to Indianapolis. We're going to heaven. And Jesus says, listen, there is only one way. There's only one. Jesus in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man will come to the Father except through me. It's through Christ alone. He says, David says, show me, show me your way. That's what I want to seek. David says, teach me your ways. Lead me in your straight paths. Not my ways, God's ways. Ooh, Jeff, how do I know God's way is right? God's way is always right. Bad part is, is we usually don't figure that out until we're way over on the other side and thinking, well, God had it probably right that time, didn't he? And then we're way over here. Listen, we've got to quit trying to go our own way. Start seeking God's way. We want a warrior's heart. We need to go God's way, his path. See, in verse 12, it says... Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes or the false witnesses that rise up against me spouting uh, malicious accusations. I can't even speak all of a sudden. I'm just wanting to preach. Acquisition or accusations. Thank you. I got it. <laughs> Listen, have you ever been called holier than thou? I promise you, you follow Jesus, you're going to get called. Oh, who are you? Oh, yeah, step off your high mountain, come back here with the common people. You know, and what happens is you get called out for not being tolerant. Hear this. The person that says you're not being tolerant is not being tolerant to you. So you're getting called out for what they're doing to you at that moment. And listen, what happens is, is when I say that there is a straight way, there's a straight path. That's exactly what I'm doing. Is I'm, I can, listen, if I love you and I think that you're going to drive off a cliff, do you think it would be a good idea for me to say, hey, you might want to reconsider driving off a cliff because destruction comes at the bottom. It's not the fall. It's a sudden stop. Right? If I loved you, I would do that. See, what happens is, is when we try to reach out for other people, listen, have you ever got yourself so upside down that you look, you go like, how did I get here? And don't you wish that there were some other people that were going, hey, I wish you would, don't do that. Or sometimes they are, and you're like, you don't know. Some of the hardest things, lessons I've learned in my life, my dad told me don't do. I'm being honest. 
And I remember, I remember telling my dad, and he'll watch this later, Dad, you don't know. Just because it happened to you does not mean it's going to happen to me. It was a checklist. All right, got it. Everything he said all the way down, it was miserable. Listen, God is going to prepare us for when the people say, you holier than thou's. Listen, we just need to preach it from the mountaintop. There is a better way, and it's Jesus Christ. How many times have you had your past come back to and accuse you? Oh, I know who you really are. I remember. Do you remember back when? You guys all think I've got a golden past. Let's just say it's a bit checkered here and there. And I've had people go back. Oh, when he got baptized, that water had to been dirty. Yeah, I heard that one. Listen, it's not what's in my past. It's what's in front of me. Hey, let's start leaving the past in the past. That's where Satan works is in the past. God's in front of us in the future. They're going to accuse you, call you holier now. They're going to accuse you of not being tolerant, being a bad Christian. Listen, just do it in love. If someone if someone's going astray, don't beat them down. Come alongside them and hug them. Tell them that you love them and help them in love. Help them in love. Verse 13 says, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, we serve a loving God who always shows up at the perfect time. You say, God, I'm still waiting. He will always show up at the perfect time. God's not on my schedule. That's okay. He's bigger than me. He's greater than me. And I know his timing's always right. We serve a loving God that always shows up right. See, his goodness rests on those who follow him. Say, Jeff, I've had a lot of things happen in my life. You know, I've had a lot of things happen in my life, and I've got off the path several times. When I read about the prodigal son, man, I, I, I swear I need to write my name in there. Jeff. And that's a great story. I don't want to talk about it much because I want to preach it later. I don't want to give you all my stuff on it yet. But I'll tell you what, when I read that, man, that's me. That's me. Listen, guys, I'm going to make it really simple. The only way to overcome the world is to completely trust in God. That's it. Well, Jeff, it can't be that simple. It's not. Completely trusting in Christ means I have to deny this guy. Got me? But it is that easy. It's easy to say. It's hard to do. It's a walk that we have to do. That's why we have to practice. That's why we have to grow closer. I was in a prayer meeting one time and and it was at a preacher's, um, a preacher's college. And, and there was a guy that just came off the missionary field. 
And they asked him, they said, brother, would you pray? And he says, oh, I would love to. And he started praying. I kid you not, I couldn't keep the tears in my face. Man, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just raining down as he was ripping open the veil in between us and God. And he was just pouring out his heart. And I said, God, that's how I want to pray. That didn't come just by accident. That came from a close fellowship with God. That came from walking the straight path. To have a warrior's heart, God has to have your heart. See, you say, God, you say, I know my heart. Well, the Bible says that your heart's desperately wicked and no man can know it. But when we have God's heart, that's perfect. David had a, a heart that was after a God's own. Have faith that God's enough in your life. Have faith that God is enough. If you think that it's God and something else, you've already lost. He's enough. Have faith that, that, that His time is always going to be correct whether you like it or not. Listen, there's been a lot of times that I've walked through something, I get down farther down to the end of it, and I feel like, man, this is a rough path that I'm walking, but I get to the other side and I find out why. And I realized he was right again. Have faith just to follow God. Have faith to trust in him. See, believers today have to understand that we are in a spiritual war. We are at a spiritual war. My wife, I wish I could quote it. It just hit me off the top of my head right now. My wife had something on her mirror forever and it said live your life in such a way that every time you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the ground the devil says oh she's awake again that's how our lives should be you know the people that are trying to pass out demons and stuff like that and they say you know Jesus I know and Paul I know but who are you it's about the walk with God about to walk with God. We're at war right now. And listen, the battle is not just over your life and your testimony, but it is. See, listen, I've trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. At this point, as far as my salvation, I am secure in it. No one can take it from me because my God is greater than everything else. But man, Satan still ain't done with me. Because his job now is he can't take me to hell, but what he can do is he can ruin my life. And if I follow him, he will hurt my life. Can't hurt my soul. He hurt my life. See, we're in a battle over souls too. Paul alludes to chasing after people and grabbing on their legs like they're getting going to hell and he's trying to drag them back from the flame. And that has to be our heart. That has to be our heart. Remember this. It's not the scripture that you can quote It's the life you live out for Christ. I know a lot of people can quote a lot of scripture, but their life is not very Christ-like. Let your actions be louder than your words. Listen, if we want to have, if we want to be effective for Jesus Christ, we've got to quit this. We can't live in two different worlds. 
We've got we've to be ready for battle every day. And the day that you're not ready for battle is the day that you're going to lose. It's the day that you're going to get struck down. We just read about Josiah. He follows after in a war and a war he wasn't supposed to be in. And he dresses like everybody else. And what happens? Gets hit by an arrow. That wasn't his battle. The scripture. Isn't it great? Isn't it incredible on how God gives us things for our days? Listen, this is Psalms. This is Old Testament. You say, Jeff, we live in a New Testament time. We do. Would you throw that away? Would you cast that out? Listen, we've got to change. I want to encourage you today to be a warrior for God. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do. Let's take our battle into Crothersville. Let's take our battle into Seymour. Let's take our battle into Austin. And let's win the communities for Christ. Let's see lives changed. Listen, you might be here today. My brother was over there and he was over there and he talked about the simple gospel. Listen, there might be some here today. You say that you said, Jeff, you know, all this stuff you're talking about sounds great and everything, but I don't even have a sword yet. I haven't even trusted Jesus as my savior yet. Man, we can take care of that today. You don't have to leave here. You don't have to be doubting. You don't have to. Listen, God wants to come into you. He doesn't care about your past, by the way. He doesn't care about what you've done. He don't care where you've been, how dirty you got. He's able to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So today, today is the day. We're going to do communion. And I'm going to ask you, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you just to let that pass in front of you. I don't want you to just let it go. No one will say anything. Because this is something pretty serious. We talked about fellowship with God and having that close fellowship with God. Well, one of the ways we have close fellowship with God is when we turn our life back over to Him. This is a fantastic time to do that. I'm going to go ahead and have the, the guys come forward so we can pass out. Listen. As we pass out the, the bread... And we press out the juice. This is a time for me to seek God and say, listen, God, there's some things I have in my life right now I haven't turned over to you. I want to turn them over to you now. I want to restore a right fellowship back with you. This is the time that we get to clean the plate. Start new. But we got to give it back to him. Listen, it was never yours to pick up in the first place, by the way. Just give it back to him. All right. I want to read a couple things here and then then uh actually we're just going to pass those out. Can I let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and I thank you. I thank you so much for Lord, I thank you for your word. 
I thank you for your love. I thank you for your testimony. Yours, not mine. Lord, I pray that right now that you would search each and every heart in this room, Lord, and that, that if there's anything that's unrighteous in our life, that we would, that we would give it to you now. Lord, that we quit playing games. And Lord, if there's anybody here that don't have a relationship with you today, Lord, convict their heart. Let them, let them follow you. Let them see the goodness that comes from you, Lord. Lord, I pray over this communion, the bread and the juice, Lord. I pray that, that you would just bless it today and that... Lord, I just pray that you just change us. Make us like your servant Paul and your servant David. And, and just I can go on and on and on about the great people that you've raised up, Lord. Let us be like that. Let us, let us be honored to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As they pass out the, the bread and they pass out the juice, I'm going to ask you not to take them yet. We'll take them as a group. Um, there's a lot of different ways that, that communion is done depending on the church. Is they have, some churches have what's called a closed communion. That means the only people that are members of that church can do that. Um, we do not practice that. Um, what we practice is, 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 I guess I would kind of call it a closed communion. Okay? And, and what I mean by that is if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, that means that, that, that you are my brother and sister in Christ and you are more than welcome to join us in this. Again, but if you haven't, please don't. Take this time to search your heart.
So I'm going to read out of 1 Corinthians 11. And starting in verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord that which is also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was born, for the record, I was over here. He says, uh, in the night that I was portrayed, he took bread. And, and when he gave thanks, he broke it. He says, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. And also after supper, say, this cup is the new covenant of my, in my blood. Do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. For often as you eat this bread and you drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. This was talking before. It says, therefore, whoever eats of the bread and drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in doing so, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment unto himself if he does not judge his body rightly. So he took the bread and he says, do this in remembrance of me. And after, he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. I want to do things a little bit different. We're going to have the go ahead and have the band go ahead and come up, and then um, I want to give you a chance. If, if you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, I'm going to give you a chance to do that now. Have the strength. He'll meet you, I promise you. And listen, if, if, there's, if that warrior's heart is what you need in your life, I want to give you a chance for that as well. He's worthy. And he's calling you. Gentlemen.
is it? God is good all the time. All the time. God, God is, is good. good. Amen. Hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna end this service a little bit different. A lot of times we do our hands together and we do bind us together, but I really don't I really feel like God's leading me a different direction than that this morning. And and I know there's a few different people in here that need prayer. And I know Keila's not here and she's one of them. And and so I wanna I want us to pull together up here in the front. If you need prayer, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and come forward right now. Linda, I want you to come up here too. And uh, Linda, Linda, I hope she didn't think that I forgot about her. She's, uh, she's been having a hard time with her kidneys. And so, and I know that, and I asked if I could pray for her. She didn't realize I was going to do this. And uh, I think Lynn was here this morning, but I, is he still here? Did he have to? All right, he had to leave. Okay, but if you need prayer, will you guys come up here? We want to lay our hands on you, and we want a prayer over top of you. And I want to remember Dewey as well, and, and, and there's several other ones. Slide up up here and lay a hand on them. We're just going to pray. We're going to seek the Father.